Welcome to the South Canadian Valley Church of Christ podcast. Please enjoy the following study. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Powerful indeed. You know, yesterday was 9-11, and of course, uh, the uh, TV and all of the uh, media outlets were helping us remember 9-11, the day that we were attacked. And it just really blew my mind, again, to sit through that. I mean, I even watched the, uh, or came across the movie about Flight 93, and I have to be honest with you, I bawled like a baby throughout that whole thing. I truly did. And I can't imagine the pain and agony, the great suffering, the despair a lot of people had. And you know what? The truth of the matter is that there are people still in need of comfort. They still need to find comfort. And you know, there is another bombing that we are all aware of in 1995. You remember that one? 160. We have some people that were working downtown when this occurred. Very traumatic. People are suffering. People are suffering continually even today. And you may be here today, this morning, suffering in your own way, battling something that's caused you to hurt so badly deep inside. It's just a great deal of suffering. And people are searching for comfort. Are you searching for comfort? Well, you've come to the right place. Amen. But perhaps you are suffering like Job. You know, it's said that when Job's friends saw him from a distance, they could not recognize him. And they began to weep because of what had occurred to Job. And it says here in Job 2 verse 13, And they sat with him on the ground seven days and seven nights. And no one spoke a word to him, for they saw that his suffering was very great. And sometimes, folks, that's all we can do. When someone is in such suffering, that their suffering is very great, that all we can do is weep with them. And sometimes nothing else needs to be said other than to hold their hands, give them a hug, and cry. Mourn with them. Because they're going through a devastating time. Or perhaps you are like the Apostle Paul. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 and 10. Verse 8 it says, For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Maybe you're at this point this morning. Despaired of even of life itself. Burdened. Heavy. Utterly burdened. Perhaps your trauma, your loss, your pain, your trouble, maybe you feel you're at the end of your rope. You just had enough. 
and you just want to throw the old gauntlet down and be done with it. Do you feel that way? Is that where you are at this time? I want you to know what Paul goes on to say. Indeed, he says, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. That's what he believed. That's what they were burdened with. Death. A sentence of death. And here's the great word, but. Amen? I get an amen for that one. But. But. That was to make us rely not on ourselves, but God who raises the dead. Woo! If that don't get you excited and pumped up, I don't know what else will. But that was to make us rely. There's going to come a point, if it hadn't happened already, that whatever it is that you're going through, your burden, your pain, your agony, your hurt, whatever it may be, it's there because God wants you to fully and completely rely on Him and get the comfort that you need. Notice what else is He just doesn't stop there. He says, we, He, God, delivered us from such a deadly peril and He will deliver us. Not only, He says, did God deliver but he says that he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. Notice that transition. He delivered us. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for watching over me. Thank you for comforting me when I need it the most. He will deliver us. He's going to do it. He promised to do it. It will happen. And not only that, he will do it again. Does that describe you? You need to be encouraged. You need to know what Paul knew and that is about the God of all comfort. Paul understood the truth about this God, the God of all comfort. It helped him endure, overcome, and become more than a conqueror. And that's what God can and will do for you. So, how does God comfort? This is going to be the question for this morning. Three ways that I find. I'm sure if you did more study, you're going to find more ways and then just these three. But these three really jumped out at me and I hope that you will just pin them down and carry them with you throughout your life. The first is by His very presence. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Who had this reading. Thank you, Brother Amen, wherever you are. Well, there you are back there. Hey, thank you, sir. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Don't you like that? Not just a God of comfort, but all comfort. Every angle, every area, every phase, every which way but loose, every way upside and downside, it doesn't matter. God knows exactly how to comfort you. Now your comfort may be a lot different than mine. I'm sure it is. Your help 
your comfort, your needs might be dramatically different than mine. I just pinned some things down over my life that I was able to see along with my lovely wife Kim back there. For me, it began the day that my mom left my dad. I knew then that the God of all gods, the great God, and Jesus Christ would comfort me. And I was just five years old. And it was something my dad already instilled in me. But I knew that He was there. Something bigger than myself. The day my mom left my dad. Or the day our daughter was born. I don't want to embarrass her, but I will. She was born, and she was born with a fever. And we had no idea what was going on. But I knew that at that moment that God was making, forcing me to see that I need to totally rely on Him and Him alone. And that's what we did, Kim and I. We prayed. We got down on our hands and knees. I don't know. I can't remember if you guys were there or not. But we got down on our hands and knees and prayed to the Almighty God. And sure enough, they found out exactly what was going on. Antibiotics. Amen. All the way through the time that my dad died of prostate cancer. All the way through the pandemic that we all waited through and suffered through. God is the great comforter. And I pray that He's been so in your life. Now that's word, the word here for comfort is very interesting. It comes from the Greek word paraklesis. And it means, more specifically to this point, it means to call to one side, especially to help. And this is found really in respect to the Holy Spirit, but also to Jesus Christ. But here in John chapter 14, verse 16, I will pray the Father and He will give you another Helper that He may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth and the world cannot receive because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. The Helper, the Counselor, the Comforter. It's more than just sympathy. It gives the idea of strength, empowerment. I like the fact that it not only does it say it's all comfort. I mean, that would be great in and of itself, right? But he also says, who comforts us in all our tri affliction. Tribulation is another word that sometimes used here. In all our affliction. It doesn't matter. What you're going through, God can lift you up and will do so by His presence. That's how He gives you the comfort that you need. Deuteronomy 31 verse 8, The Lord Himself goes before you. He will be with you. He was comforting the children of Israel at the time. 
He says, He will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Notice what he says here in Psalms 23 verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Amen? You are with me, God. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And the times in which I'm suffering, walking through the valley of the shadow of death, you are there. You give me strength. You give me protection. You give me guidance. You offer me tender mercies and loving kindness. Hebrews 2 verse 18, For because He Himself has suffered when tempted, He is able to help those who are being tempted. Amen to that. This is speaking of Jesus. Another translation puts it this way. Because He Himself has suffered and being tempted, He is able to help and provide immediate assistance to those who are being tempted and exposed to suffering. What great and fantastic news it is that His presence brings us and can bring us so much comfort. Amen? He ever lives, Jesus does, to make intercession for us. 1 John 2 verse 1 says that He is the great advocate coming to our aid when we need it the most. Matthew chapter 28, the last verse, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Thank God for His presence in our lives. So the first way God comforts us is through His presence. What is the second way He comforts us? Well, He does so through His Word. Now, you may not know this, but if you have a Bible app on your phone, you are so close to being comforted. It's right there, isn't it? Your tablet, your computer, we have every means available to be so close to God. Psalms 119, verse 49 and 50. Remember the word of your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. Another translation puts it like this. This is my comfort in my affliction, that your word has revived me and given me life. This is the power of the Word of God. The power of the words of Jesus Christ. We don't have to go very far to find comfort. It's in paper form. You remember that? Right here. It's in your pew. You read the Bible. Read His words. Read of the promises. Read of the way in which He loves you and cares deeply for you by giving up His only sign that you might live even though we didn't deserve it. Romans 15 verse 4 says, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we through patience and what? Comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. How does it give, it give us comfort? Well, it shows salvation in real life. Dealing with real people 
who's struggling with real things just like you and I. And we know that the way He helped them is the way He's going to help us even more so because He has given us His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen? He continues on. John 6, verse 63, and it is His Spirit. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. If you're turning to the world, if you're banking on outside help, you're not going to find it. All it's going to do is just make things worse and trap you even more. It's no help at all. The words that I have spoken, Jesus said, to you are spirit and life. Spirit. And that helps spiritually. Life. They're changed and can change who you are, your destiny, and everything about your life. That's the power of Christ and His Word. So the second way that God comforts us is by His Word. What is the third way? Well, it's by His people. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 5 and 7. For even when we came into Macedonia, our flesh had no rest, but we were afflicted on every side, conflicts without fears within. Sounds like today, doesn't it? Fearful, conflict, war within, war without. But God, who comforts the depressed... <laughs> Isn't that the funny way he put it? But God who comforts the depressed comforted us by the coming of Titus. Isn't that outstanding? That the way God decided to bring them great comfort was through Titus. I want you to notice that he didn't say Titus. In this particular context, context that Titus brought the comfort. But God, by bringing Titus, brought the comfort. We have to always remember that God is ultimately in charge. And it is that kind of comfort that we're looking for and need the most. Because we know it comes from the divine. It comes from God Himself. And not only by His coming, but also by the comfort with which He was comforted in you as He reported to us the longing, your mourning, your zeal for me, so that I rejoice even more. It just seems to me like what He goes on to say in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 4, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction. How? How is this possible? With the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. That's where it's that. Isn't it interesting? That in the church, in the church family, there should be this cycle of comfort. This beautiful cycle, endless cycle of comfort that all of us are sharing in. It should work so beautiful and so wonderfully. So the God of all comfort comforts us with His presence. He comforts us with His Word. Comforts us with His people. Amen. This 
is where we are today. The comfort that comes only from God. Psalms 121 verse 1 and 2. I lift my eyes up to the hills. And where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Amen. Friend, the lesson is yours this morning. Maybe you are hurting. Hurting in a way that no one knows. God knows. And He wants you to turn to Him. Rely. Trust Him. Turn to Him for comfort. Turn to Him because of His promises are true. And He never lies. You need to come. You need to come forward. You need to ask prayers of the church. You need to rely on Him. Trust in Him that He and He alone can help you. Maybe you can be in a position of helping others. Maybe God will put you in that spot, put you in that moment where you can be a comfort through God placing you in somebody's in, in somebody's um, moment of despair. Amen. Lesson is yours. I pray that you, if you have any needs, don't sit there. Don't sit on them. Let God help you. If you are not a member of the Lord's church, I pray that now that you are here, His calling. Now that you are here, the fact that Jesus died for you, that you will act in faith, that you will repent, change, turn your heart and mind towards God, and submit to baptism. Won't you come as we stand and sing this song? Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. For further information about our church, please go to normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com.